Hey, everybody, and welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Producer Dan, and I'm going to be your host tonight. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you might notice that there are fewer than normal familiar faces in the room. <laughs> um, we are actually without host Al, co-host Liz, and technical producer Eli tonight. Instead, I am joined tonight by Sir Ivan Wysocki running the cameras. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And Nixie of There's No Place Like Terra, a first watch Rewatch Stargate podcast, it's, something along those lines. It's like you hear that every week. So it's like I heard it today. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be wondering where the rest of the crew is. Um, geez, it's been quite a week for us here at For Geek's Sake. <laughs> quite um, a week. You all know about last week, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Al returned from New Jersey, mm -hmm. surviving uh, the ritualistic uh, uh, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. At the hands of Liz's mom. And they filmed it for an episode of Supernatural. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, apparently, uh, you know, last week he mentioned on the show how he had sold his soul to the devil some 17 years ago. Um, and, uh, well, turns out the devil was listening. Uh, apparently <laughs> he's a subscriber. So shout out to you, uh, Morningstar. Uh, so Al was dragged into the depths of hell and, uh, you know, Eli... <laughs> being Eli, mm -hmm. with more experience in World of Warcraft and D and D, and just crazy physical attributes that that the man is is gifted with, that he does, decided he does. to say, <laughs> "Screw you, devil!" <laughs> and he went into hell after <laughs> Al. And Liz felt a little bit guilty about the whole situation, you know, so she followed. And As you, you do. just decided to stay somebody here had to do you, the show, you know. <laughs> Listen, if they don't come back, we're here forever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, since Al isn't here, we don't have 20 minutes of uh, business to take care of at the front of the show. We're business, just going business, to business. jump right into things. Uh, this might actually be the shortest episode of For Geek's Sake ever. We'll see. <laughs> so, But uh, me and Nixie can both talk a bit. I, I so do we'll, talk we'll, we'll, a lot. <laughs> There's a couple spots here where I might go on some rants. Yes, uh, we're we're it's going to be rant filled, and then we're going to talk about some Doctor Who. We've got uh, the new season coming up very soon. Yeah. Um, all we know is fall so far. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to get you guys ready for it, and uh, that's our main topic today. So, first off, though, we got to talk about Batwoman. Yay! We got to talk about what's going on over at the CW. Because uh, last week we briefly mentioned when we were talking about Supergirl, the movie coming, uh, that there is a Batwoman series coming. Mm -hmm. uh, she's going to be introduced in the crossover episode we know yep. uh, this coming December and then is going to spin off into her own pilot and hopefully that gets picked up uh, for, for series. I mean, I personally just hope that they just change the CW to be the DC Right. Yeah, that's my... The DCW. Yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what's becoming now it with is. all the different shows that they're doing? Or like, It seems like they're... We've talked about it before. They've mm -hmm. kicked off... Well, their movie... Uh, I wouldn't say the movie run, but the movie yeah. career, whatever movie runs, basically mm -hmm. aren't doing as great. But their TV shows, we've always talked about they're how so great their TV shows are. Yeah. So um, it's nice to see that they're adding yet another... Uh, franchise mm -hmm. to that lineup, and I think it's I think it's going to be fantastic. So now, for for those of you who are not that uh, familiar with the Batwoman character, uh, she is going to reside in Gotham. They're saying uh, okay. Gotham has been mentioned on the mm -hmm. CW shows, mm -hmm. uh, but it hasn't been shown. 
uh, to this point. They've mentioned Batman, uh, but he is not going to appear, they've said. Uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. like, and, and I mean, in Supergirl, we had a few cameos by yeah. Superman, and, and that was great and everything. But I don't think we need another Batman <laughs> right no. now. But uh, having uh, somebody from the Batverse, if you will, is, is kind of cool to have. Um, and uh, Catherine Kane is the character's name. Um, she is uh, a former member of the U.S. military. Um, when she came out of the closet, uh, mm-hmm. she was kicked out of the military and returned home to Gotham where she uh, decided to serve in another way as Which Batwoman. It would be very interesting if they cover that or just brush over it or allude to it anyway. Yeah, uh, they could just make her a veteran. She, she yeah. doesn't have to have been, uh, you know, it, it, kicked it, out of the military. No, but again, it's just, it, I always find it interesting, especially because in comics, mm. they never necessarily or very rarely uh, shy away from dealing with political issues like that. Right. But when you're on the CW, there's a lot, I, sometimes I a lot more hesitation Supergirl has been super political. It's true. And super. It's true. Uh, you know, pro-representation mm-hmm. and and you know everything along these yeah. lines and, and i'm certainly hoping they do touch on it as yeah personally um so uh the fact that this character is a lesbian is definitely uh, an integral part of the character mm-hmm. always has been mm-hmm. um and uh i don't i think we buried the lead here ruby rose uh <laughs> has been ruby! cast in the role um uh, for those of you not familiar uh she was on what was it season three or four of orange is the new black i think it was season three if they, i remember correctly they all kind of bleed together to yeah me. <laughs> it's a big show <laughs> they do now i wanted to bring up one, one thing you did mention was mm-hmm. that she the the character was always a lesbian i was doing some research on it and, and perhaps mm-hmm. you can fill it in more so that the character was recently introduced recently being in the you know mid two thousands with mm-hmm. the fifty two series, and mm-hmm. that was something new for her character versus what she was back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Well, yeah, I being think a completely different character. It's something yeah. that I believe has been alluded to over the years, mm-hmm. but was never canon. Wasn't something that they were out with, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when they did the new fifty two relaunch, uh, like you said in the mid two thousands, that's when they really emphasized it and made it canon. And that's really the Batwoman that mo- most people are more familiar with okay she was a much smaller character previously right i, I think than she's been you know since yeah she since was more like since new 52s when she finally oh, yeah. became a fully fleshed out character because mm-hmm. before Worthy. she was more like sidekick status yeah, or yeah. something i gotcha yeah um but people are losing their gd minds over this and people can just shove those minds back <laughs> in their head and Deal with it. Now, like, like I said, we, we briefly <laughs> mentioned Tell us this. how you feel. Tell oh. us how you feel. This, this really. was breaking news. <laughs> the, the casting uh, 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 you know, of Ruby Rose was breaking news last week yeah. when, when we recorded. And so we were talking about it off the air. And everybody in the room, um, all five of us that were here last week, were down with this casting. We love it. It's yeah. fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Um, she, uh, Ruby Rose has been out for years. Uh, mm-hmm. She's... Uh, gender fluid mm-hmm. she is um she's part of the lgbtq yeah, community and proudly and yeah. beautifully so and yeah my she's been out and proud for a long time yes. <laughs> <laughs> my i think my bigger concern my biggest my beef my vent if yeah. you will about this isn't necessarily specifically about 
Ruby Rose mm-hmm. and their criticism of her as Batwoman, but it's the same thing that came up with Marie Tran and everything like these. These f- f- fanboys, they're mainly men, there are some women, mm-hmm. who feel like they have such ownership over something that they have no qualms just saying the most horrible, despicable I'm having a hard time not cursing my head off. That's okay. <laughs> um, We've gotten a little bit looser with the cursing around here, by the way. <laughs> so, up to limit to five F-bombs yeah. per episode. Actually, last I week, may uh, take all of them. Al, did, Al did, I think it was 37 mofuggers okay. last week, so feel free to let it fly. Nice. But it's just the fact that we, that people in society, in the, the world society, feel entitled enough First of all, she did not cast herself. Right. If you have problems with the casting of someone, mm-hmm. the actor or actress in that position is not the person to throw obscenities and these horrible things that you would not say to your mother right. you know, on the internet enough to drive someone off Twitter. Now, yes, like, being driven off Twitter is not the be-all, end-all, and like the worst thing that can happen to you in the world. Uh, right. In some cases, it's probably It's probably better. better. It's probably <laughs> better, as, as we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But the point is, is that she did not cast herself. There is a large, huge machine complex that casts someone in these yeah. roles. And the complaints are ridiculous. They People are. are complaining because she's not a natural redhead. People are <laughs> complaining because she's not gay enough. Yeah, I saw that. Th- 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 she's, not, she's not a lesbian. I'm like, do you know who you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Or are you just looking at a picture? And, and not she only doesn't that. look like a lesbian. Um, 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 what? Yeah, that's what I'm what? saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Scarlett Johansson isn't a natural redhead either. No. <laughs> She's been playing Black Widow for a decade. Yes. I, I don't think we know what her natural hair color is. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> I think every Avengers, it's like a different color. Yeah. So. And and <laughs> I, I'm I'm sick and tired of people saying this actor should not play this role because yeah. they aren't this role in real life. Exactly. This just in: Jim Carrey, not a real pet detective, folks. No, really, yeah. <laughs> you know, you are McGregor, not a Jedi in real life, <laughs> right? He's not. Well, that we take that back. Well, Mark Hamill is. Yeah. So. Mark Hamill Mark is. Hamill is. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, he is. But also, like I was gonna say, um, uh, Robert Downey's not, uh, you know, multi-billionaire, right? But maybe the Playboy part, but billionaire yeah. lamp this part, yeah, yeah. But I, I, this whole you can't play this part because you are not this part. It's silly. These are actors it's we're silly. talking about here. Yeah, you know, it was bad enough recently. Scarlett Johansson had to quit a, a movie that she was in because yeah. she was playing a trans woman, and yeah. people said, "Well, you can't do that because you're not a trans woman." It's acting. You're playing a part. I'm going to assume that the and I, listen. I'm I'm not naive enough to know that there is not other things that happen in the machine that stop it. But I, it's the same thing that I'm going to touch on when we get to the Doctor Who thing. I would like to think that the person who's most qualified for the role is the person who got the role, whether right. the fact that regardless of their social status outside of, if they can act the part and they're bringing to the table the meat that they want to be brought to the table, then they can get the role. Yeah, and and <laughs> I think it's great. This is a queer role and yes. this is a queer actor. So it's what's like the problem? Bonus. It's like exactly. an added fun bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus. It, it's not a necessity. It's not something that we need, but it's really cool and it's great for representation and all that. Yes. The other thing is that this is a character, not necessarily this character, but she's always wanted to play something yes, along these lines. Exactly. She's always wanted to be a hero. She's always wanted to play this big role where little girls who feel the way that she felt growing up mm-hmm. can see someone that they can relate to. And, that is v- and now she has that opportunity. And why do you want to take that away from somebody? 
Not only that, I mean, she Horrible. was born for this role. She we were just watching an interview oh my God. With, with her on The Tonight Show. If you haven't seen it, look it up on, on YouTube. It's, it's days after she found out that she was announced. She gets very emotional. She's so excited about mm -hmm. it. And she even talks about how her, her parents, her mom, raised bats <laughs> when she was a kid. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, that's had, like, that was so cool to wings. see. Yeah, she would make <laughs> cardboard wings and jump off of things. And her mom had a Batman tattoo. And this this is a world that she is familiar with exactly. and has been entrenched in, 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 in for her entire life. She's one of us. Stop being mean to her. And here's a novel concept. <laughs> Why don't you wait until you see her in the role before you have any criticism of her in right. the role? Mm. Yeah, My biggest concern is, is she going to be able to pull off an American accent? This is yeah. That's uh, consistently. I'm that's, trying to think of her last role. She was in an action movie. And I don't remember the, the title. Right, but even no, 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 no not, not, not the Meg. The Meg. Before okay. that, she was in like a. It was an ensemble cast, and oh. she played like an ass, assassin spy right. or whatever. Oh, it was. gotcha, gotcha. And she was fantastic. I could have sworn she had an American accident. I could be but wrong. But even though, like you but. said, though, that's a movie and that's an ensemble. Uh, yeah. piece right this is her starring in a series this is going to be a lot more dialogue mm -hmm. over a longer period of time if she, uh, my concern is can she be consistent with the accent other than that i have no worries about this mm -hmm. and i do and i could be wrong but i do think specifically because she's australian or new zealand yeah. australian yeah uh, i think aussies have a much easier time coming into our accents than some other accents right it's it's a lot it's it's a lot closer i agree i mean all the i mean you gotta think about all the big like australian stars that are out mm -hmm. there right now hugh jackman russell yeah. crowe nicole, uh, nicole kidman exactly yeah. so and they've all done you know multi-accent roles you know specifically american and yeah. right they've all seemed to have and, and again i'm not saying she can't do it trouble doing they're that. gonna have her an <laughs> accent coach and everything like she's yeah, gonna course. be fine but again if you're going to criticize someone you need to criticize someone like on specific things and not be a douche nozzle about it at the same right. time i just i i rage so hard at the machine. At, yes, at the machine. No. <laughs> that is social media. <laughs> and, and the speaking, echo chamber. Speaking of social media and the CW and, and the machine and all that, uh, the other little piece of CW news that came out, it's, this isn't on the slideshow, but um, there was a leaked photo of the new uh, Flash suit mm -hmm. that's going to be uh, debuting in, in this next coming season. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's going from the kind of leather jacket look that we've seen mm -hmm. over the last few years uh, to a more streamlined, rubberized suit. Because it's the ring one, isn't it? Yeah, this yeah. is the one that, that uh, in the comic books and stuff you've seen uh, over the years that comes out of the ring. Because uh, magic. Because magic. Um, because Speed Force. Yeah. Speed Force is the reason for everything. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but this costume is much... Because Stark Technologies, but uh, right. it doesn't Speed work. Speed Force. Yeah, doesn't no, work. no, it doesn't so, work. So that's their equivalent of it. <laughs> but this is, it's more comic book accurate. Yeah. Um, it's it, it. They lose the chin strap. It's mm -hmm. got uh, the cowl is much more accurate to the comic books mm -hmm. and everything. Um, but the thing that people apparently got upset about was Grant Gustin is too skinny. Oh my! Really? And the body shaming uh, began. Another thing. Don't get me started on. So too skinny. Yeah. Uh, really. And have you, have <laughs> they picked up a comic book lately? <laughs> like, yeah. he's Do the they scrawniest? see? They're the only superhero right? that is scrawnier than the Flash is Spider-Man. Right, right. Yeah. And, and they complained about him and it's, because he's of also, something in an ad. By or... the way, not freaking scrawny in any no. way. He He's built like a swimmer, like an Olympic swimmer. Exactly. Like the or guy... a track athlete. You know, somebody who runs a lot? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know what? What my favorite thing is, is that all of the people who are complaining about how skinny Grant is, he could probably bench these people. Like, right. Grant can probably bench them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they've addressed in the show the fact that, you know, he's always hungry because he's constantly burning calories. He yeah. can't get drunk. Like, he's, the speed force and, and his abilities increase his metabolism. He is supposed to be thin. Yes. It's also it's for wind resistance, but it's also just the yeah, fact of aerodynamics. That's simply <laughs> how Grant is built. Right. I'm six foot tall. That doesn't mean I'm going to look like Nicole Kidman, no matter what I do. Like right. that's just <laughs> Grant is never going to look it's like the arrow. Like that's not going to happen. And you right. know what? That's fine because it's Grant. They're different heroes with different abilities. Well, it's, it, it makes sense. But it's beyond that. It this go, right. this to me goes way beyond how Flash is built and does Grant fit the body image of Flash. This is Grant, mm-hmm. and it's how he is. Right. And it's not like he's a slob, and it's not like he doesn't work out every day. And it's just it's the same thing that if you're criticizing some female model that's up there because she's not curvy enough or something, you can go home and sit down and shut the fuck up for all I care. <laughs> and it's not like he's well heroin chic. No. You know, the guy's oh, no, no. cut. It's, it's, he's, he he's works ex- out, you can tell. Exactly. Uh, but he's just a skinny dude. Yeah. Deal with it. Exactly. Move on with your lives, people. Also, criticize <sighs> the costume. Don't criticize the body in the costume. Yeah, we got bigger problems. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Speaking of which. It's going to be a really <laughs> ranty episode for me. Dear gosh. You want to you take this one? <laughs> okay, guys. We, all, we have a mother effing Space Force. It's called U.S. Space Command. It is part of the Air Force. <laughs> we also have this other government agency called NASA. Uh-huh. We don't need a Space Force. We, you know, don't have money to do a whole bunch of other stuff that we need done in this country, but you're going to try to spend money on a space for that's completely unnecessary. How many other countries are up in space with spacecraft flying? There's no gold coming, guys. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> also, the fact that you can't just make a space force. Right? You actually need, like, congressional approval and congressional funds divvied out. And you already signed that for the year without mentioning the person who it was named after yesterday. So, <laughs> Space Force. Uh, yeah, Space Force. Is, uh, <laughs> our proposed. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he cares sixth, about Congress. <laughs> sixth <laughs> branch of the, the military. I was reading some of this press release and I was just. Uh, it's. I, th- I thought it was like written by The Onion. It, it, it really it, feels like it, doesn't it? It, it does. He's like, yeah. and, he's, and they're so serious about it. I'm like, I can't take you seriously. No. Really? Like she said, you know, who else is in space? Yeah. You, the you know, Chinese might have a rocket. Maybe. You know, they, they might. I, I don't you know, know. Just take this funding and give it to NASA. <laughs> yes. Let them build a real rocket. Yeah. Or, or You know what? If you want to rename NASA Space Force, go, f- go for go it. Go for it. Go for it. still going to call it NASA as long as you still have a meatball logo. I'm fine. Hey, I still call it MGM <laughs> Studios. Yeah. You yes. Know? <laughs> Preach. <laughs> just call it the studio. But yeah, we have a Space Force. It's called U.S. Space Command. And I understand back in the thing of like, oh, well, the Air Force used to be part of the Army, and then they separated that out. Well, there was a lot more rationale and reason for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Besides just we feel like being in space because I have a tiny part of my body. Is, is this going to go the, the way of Star Wars? I, it, I, I think so. Star Wars is going to have gone further than Space Force will end up going. Thankfully. By the way, not the movie franchise. <laughs> 1980s. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that was just a quick little rant we, we had to have because... I think my rants are over. Nope, nope, they're not. Oh, nope, here we go again. <laughs> oh, you got a rant on this one. Okay, good. It's good, a good. minor rant on this one, but it's just... 
are you saying popular films can't earn a best movie? I, okay. I, listen, I know why they're doing it. I understand fully why they're doing it. Hold because, on, hold on, okay. hold on, Sorry. hold on. Okay. <laughs> because some people only listen to the audio podcast and don't watch on YouTube. Okay. Sorry. Um, so the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences has added a new category, mm-hmm. um, awarding achievement and popular film. Can't you read through my voice, guys? <laughs> oh, in addition to the achievement in animation drawn with crayons. Yeah. That'll be the next one. Uh-huh. Well, or sound done through tin cans and a string. I don't hate this. It depends on how they end up doing it. As long as this doesn't turn into the MTV Movie Awards, it's fine. Here's the thing. So many years, you look at the nominations for Best Motion Picture. Yes. And half of them you've never heard of. And the other half you haven't seen. And I completely agree with them on that. That's end. actually a fair assessment. Yeah. Of it. You know, and, and because so it's always the same, like, it's th- seven, these aren't films. seven movies that are all super artsy or black and white, yeah. and you probably wouldn't or pay depressing. to go see them. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. They're usually depressing, and occasionally you might get one good one, like, oh, yeah, Titanic. Yeah, that was a pretty cool movie, you know? Right. You know, something, whatever. <laughs> but uh, they happened to do this in the year that Black Panther would be eligible for it. And we, but <laughs> to me, I know, and I think that's the problem I have with it is that maybe expands maybe expand what you're voting for in terms of best picture you know i remember you don't know how excited i'm sure you probably guys are in the same boat as me how excited i was when you know return of the king was nominated and got these awards and you felt like for the first time sort of this thing you've been invested in this whole time mm-hmm. is starting to get this recognition you know why can't black panther be nominated for best picture well, it can be nominated, but it's yeah. not going to win. And I think because of the way yeah. that the voting for that category yes. is designed. Now, this category mm-hmm. is going to have certain requirements. Mm-hmm. The films uh, must be uh, shown on a certain number of screens. They must have a certain box office poll, which is, I think, the big thing here. Yeah, is if your movie didn't make any money. Yeah, it's not popular. Then it's not going to qualify for this. It good. could be a great movie. It could be very artistic. It could yes. be, it could be amazing. Mm-hmm. But if it didn't make any money, then it's in a different category than Black Panther right. or Infinity War. Or but we've also seen like like going back to the Best Picture one. I think it's kind of a vague title. Best what what constitutes best right. exactly. And then you have the movies that I. I'm trying. I can't think of a specific one, but I'm sure like there's movies that had more of a limited release. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe, maybe they were oh, regional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they weren't, you know, international summer blockbuster, quote mm-hmm. unquote, movies. Yeah. And the best picture would work for them because that appeals to the Academy in that regard. And so this category would be, like you were saying, for the blockbuster, the summer specials, the ones that right. Moonlight would not have been nominated no. for best popular <laughs> film. No, but I think to me this is a band aid. I think that to me, this is not addressing the underlying issue of Oscars and especially the best picture, you know, award of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think there is different retooling that you could do. And yeah, I do think a movie like Moonlighting, you can't necessarily judge it in the same path as Black Panther, but I don't necessarily think that is best picture versus popular picture. I think there is a different retooling that could have done. This to me feels like a Band-Aid in order to like shut up the people who are complaining about things like that. So maybe a better solution mm-hmm. would have been to add um, best 
artistic feature. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like and then change the criteria of best picture a little bit. Yeah, and have that be something where yeah. it does have to be a wide, a wide or release. worldwide release. Right. Yeah. That to me. Because it's the same yeah. thing of you don't count a documentary film in the same way as you do exactly. you know, a best nope. film. And to me, like an art, an art feature is completely different than, you know, a, a you know, main release or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, a blockbuster. A blockbuster. So yeah. to me, th- that is a much more thought out solution. Mm-hmm. Instead of this, this seems like this max of desperation. This seems this is this to me seems like here's your Kool Aid. Go to the kitty table. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Like that's what this is. This to me seems like oh yeah no here your your Black Panther and your Avengers and all that kind of stuff. You guys can go over there and we'll give you some some secondary you mm-hmm. know your your pity party award. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a trophy. That's what this feels like. I mean, as long as like. Uh, the films that are being nominated in this category are not just uh, high-grossing films, but yes. also good films. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I agree. Like, there have been some Transformers movies that have made some money. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put necessarily be nominated in no. this category. I no. was thinking more of like, let's say, go back and like first, like let's say the Star Wars films. Yeah. Right. Generally, they haven't done well. At the academies, other than visual technical effects, makeup, technical stuff, makeup, yeah. music, things yeah. of that nature, but you'll never see them in you know, Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe Best Director at a stretch, but mm-hmm. I don't even think that was even possible. So maybe this will give them, an, you know, an opportunity to do that. But I'm more concerned with this almost setting a, a new precedent. Um, something I've been, I, mm-hmm. I was reading some of the comments to this and the the reactions. Uh, just the ridiculousness of what this may open it up to, like we were saying. So best popular, or maybe you know, best summertime movie, yeah. best right. crying movie, best yeah. exactly. date that's night when, movie. That's when it's becoming you know. the MTV film, exactly. MTV movie yeah. awards exactly. or the best, Teen Choice, the yeah. best kiss, or the yeah. best know. you know whatever. Let's leave that to the the, the Teen Choice on MTV. <laughs> you know that, that this isn't the venue for that. Exactly. But the funny thing to me about this is, in the same breath, they're saying we're going to add a category. When you add category you're adding time to the show right but they're also trying to get the show shorter (laughs) so a lot of those technical awards like uh the ones i care about score and 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 best makeup and Mm -hmm. stuff like that best editing best yeah all the good ones half of those are already done you know the night before now they're going to be doing those during commercial breaks which also that's a shame yeah as as you know, the behind-the-scenes tech mm-hmm. person, those are the ones that are important to me. Sure, those are the ones that I actually want to see over who wins Best Actress. All those people make way more money than anyone in those tech yeah. categories put together. And, and it's not like these people are, are short on praise. No, either. they're getting exactly. praise heaped upon them <laughs> on a daily basis. Multiple, yes. multiple award shows that they're always going to for you yeah. know, the same and roles. It's, over it's the again. writers and the editors and the and the the. The, the special effects people that the are people that make the movie, right. the movie, right. the actors show up, they yeah. do their part. And I don't want to discount what the actors do because they do do a lot. Yes. But you mm-hmm. have to think about the the non-sexy roles like the editors, the sound guys. Hell, won't we put a category in for best grip? Yeah, right? I'd be or, down for or it. Or lighting designer. Yes. But they're also going to be limiting you know? speech times even Please. more. Please, that's what I'm down for. And no politicals. But here's the thing: political (laughs) stuff out. You say something political, you get cut off the air. But here's the thing: I don't want to hear your message. Think about the great moments from the Oscars. Think, think about those great Oscar moments. Yeah. 
the those great moments are the you like me you really like me the yes. the uh <laughs> what's the guy the the who stood on the chair the beautiful it, life is beautiful oh yeah you know he, he walked across the chairs exactly. and everything like the those are the moments that you remember from the oscars and they're yeah. going to be trimming that down and it's just going to become this it sanitized is. thing, I think. Yeah, but we don't get those moments really anymore, at least from the la- last two that well, I've you, watched. The last yeah, two have just been nothing but political platforms. No, you had Jimmy Kimmel with the, the, the peanut butter sandwiches. Sure, sure. Yeah. You have and, that. And well, I'm the, talking about the like selfies. The, I'm talking about the, like the, the silly stuff. The speeches, though. Right. They're, it's been nothing but a platform after platform. Like, look, we see your ads. We yeah. don't need to see it on this award show. It drags it out and it, it just muddies it down. I changed the channel. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear this. And I just. I don't, I don't think you can. You can. That you, you're not going to be able to police that. I, maybe not. But but I, I like what he tried to do. <laughs> yes. I like what he tried to do. He's he like, we got this jet ski. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep it short. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I. This happens once a year. I don't care if the Oscars are six hours long. Just start them a bit earlier, and I will watch the entire thing. This is not like it's something that happens every month that you need to keep short. And I know those people don't want to sit their butts in the seats the whole time, but they don't. They're seat warmers. They're fine. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think that's my thing. You're cutting the technical awards, which are the people who, to me, deserve more of the spotlight um, because they don't get it as much. Not that the other people aren't deserving. This is just a rare opportunity for them. And yeah, I'm sorry, but who knows? The next Star Wars film might be best for best picture the same way that Return of the King was. Yeah. You know, it's more opening up the category and not. You know, because now what? You're never going to have a Star Wars film nominated for Best Picture if you have Best Popular Film. They're never going to consider it even. No, probably not. It'll just get shuffled off into the other one. Return of the King would never have been even nominated for Best Picture if you have a popular film category. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to happier things in our main topic. are over. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about some Doctor Who. Yay! All right. So... One of the reasons we wanted to do this is because Doctor Who is going through um, the largest changes I um, think it's since ever it got, had. Since it got re-released, a essentially. A metamorphosis, if you will. Yeah. A regeneration. Now, <gasps> a few years back, uh, <laughs> when uh, Matt Smith came in, mm-hmm. uh, that was essentially a reboot. Yeah. Because we had a new Doctor, new companion, and a new showrunner. Mm-hmm. And that carried through uh, last season with uh, Peter Capaldi. And now uh, we're getting a new showrunner, a new doctor, and three new companions. <laughs> new companions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of new villains uh, as well. So this is like a hard reboot. Yeah. Like. It's a great time for people who haven't watched Doctor Who before to jump on in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you've seen the trailers, um, they have a different feel completely. Like, I like it. It's a it's a new tone. It's it's different. I I don't even I'm not a a a, a film expert by any means, but it feels like uh, the effects, the lenses, the thing, you know, everything feels different. So I've only seen. One, if there's multiples out, the main one I've seen where she goes through with each companion and like puts something mm-hmm. that they were looking for. That's the only one I've seen so far. In terms of the cinematography, yes, the lighting, the lenses, everything mm-hmm. looks beautiful, crisp and fresh and very 2018. Mm-hmm. But the substance of them left me lacking a lot. Yeah. I'm very excited for this new doctor. 
I'm intrigued, but cautiously intrigued about having three companions at once about being able to flesh out their characters. So I'm already excited, but had I not been excited and I saw that trailer, I would not have been excited about it. Right. Yeah. I, here's the thing. Anytime that they change the doctor, I a, am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, you it's know? a big deal. I yeah. mean, that's, it's that's like a character re- you fall in love with yeah. over this series, and then all of a sudden they're like, they, they, they change it. It's not just it's a like new getting actor. a new Batman. Yeah. Yes, yes, you very know, much where, so. Where you go, geez, you know, Ben Affleck, I, I hope he does well, but it's Ben Affleck, so I don't know <laughs> if he's going to do well. You know, or, or, or a new Joker. Yeah. Right, you know, right. You uh, see him somewhere else. You see the actor in some other... You know, some other property, and then they right. come in this room. Like, how or are just, they going to How do are you going to follow Heath Ledger? Yeah, yeah. that was a big that one. Was a that one. was a big one. Oh, with Jared Leto. Oh, okay. And how how did that turn out? You know, and <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Every time uh, that we've seen these generations, the the casting has made complete sense to me. Yes, and her casting is the least issues I have with this. I'm Absolutely, hundred percent confident with that. Yeah, I, I I'm not worried. So much about that. I don't know the actress that well. I haven't mm-hmm. seen I her either. in a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to complain about her casting because I haven't seen her in yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, so, she got good reviews. Like when she was yeah. in um, she was in Broadchurch, and so she comes from, we'll say, some pedigree. That's right. I yes. in Broadchurch, yeah. but so that's yeah. a very different role. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when Matt Who, Smith was coming out of, uh, of his run, mm-hmm. um, we needed an angry doctor. Yes. With with what was happening in that storyline. Mm-hmm. And we got Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And he pulled off the anger and then showed a great evolution as the doctor over his two-year run. Yeah. You know, where he went from being, uh, you know, this is Clara. She's my feeler. She feels for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, to <laughs> to I'm by so the end of his, his run with uh, Bill, mm-hmm. he was a completely changed man. Yeah. And that makes sense now that... Having gone through that, and then you know he didn't want to transition. He he was nope. fighting this mm-hmm. um, uh, regeneration in the same so way that Ted was. Yeah, it, even harder, I think. I think harder, but yeah, in the same. It, it, it wasn't. I don't want to go. It's no. I'm not gonna go. Exactly. And it took the first doctor oh, to yeah. convince him to allow this to happen. That was such right? a great episode. And, and to, to see that. It was beautiful. Oh, it was. I, it's though I did me see it. Like, I literally am getting chills, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't get out of the head. I was like, it's Walter Frey. I know. <laughs> Walter Frey, really? But no, the scene, this scene was great, and, and the conclusion of, of Capaldi's run was, yeah. was fantastic. That was very an emotional finish where he just finally, he just... He just let go. Releases. He's, just, he's like, I'm ready. Let's, yep. you know, I, you know, I let the doctor go. I think it was the line, but um, and then the brilliance of having uh, the master transition, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, regenerate as a, a woman first, mm-hmm. and ha- having the doctor go, huh, upgrade, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then this regeneration happens, and this is the first time where I can think of mm-hmm. that. He, you know, the doctor. Normally, when he regenerates, he's not comfortable in his skin at first. Yeah, he does. The teeth don't feel oh, yeah, right, don't or feel right. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, things don't taste right. Mm-hmm. Totally uncomfortable in his skin. She's completely comfortable in her skin right away. It seems like. Well, well, I, she didn't really get much of a chance, you know. But she, it was a, it was a when the regeneration happened, it was no, no, no. Oh, like this is great. Like she's she had a happy. 
birth well, into the world for about five <laughs> seconds and then well, boom <laughs> do you have you heard the theory of the fact that the doctor was originally a woman a little girl because mm. missy actually says you know i've known him as this and this and this and even when he was a little girl oh, oh that's didn't right. catch that yeah I, I actually just saw it as we were wandering through the land of youtubes and someone <laughs> you know brought out that clip and so there is a theory out there that you know this is his, this is the doctor's original gender. Yeah. Possibly. So that's why it just feels more comfortable. Okay. It's just as plausible as any other. Exactly. Yeah. And I, we've as far as the companions are concerned, we we've had multiple companions before. We had Rose and Jack. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not that Rose and Jack. The other <laughs> Rose the other and Jack. Jack and Rose. It's it's a whole thing if you haven't watched it. Um and then we've had uh Rory. Amy and Rory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the the very first uh, doctor had three companions. Yeah. Um, well, that's right, he did. Yeah. I will say, I think that's the only part of this episode that, again, I'm not judging at all at, before I see it, but that's the only part that gives me some trepidation because with the exception of Amy and Rory, which I do consider as being one unit because they really were one sure. thing, entity. Well, and uh, you can even say Amy, Rory, and River. Yeah. Were, were three companions at once. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I, f- I, I worry that they're not going to be able to develop the characters enough mm-hmm. for my taste because the one thing that's sort of hit or miss for me in Doctor Who has always been the companions. Yeah, I'm not always in love with the companions. We think I have. Who are you? Okay, let's do this. Okay. Who are your favorite and your least favorite? I will say this: I do not consider River a companion because okay. she's the Agreed. Doctor's wife, so mm-hmm. it's a completely different situation. With spoilers, but okay. Well, <laughs> Okay. Dang it! <laughs> you just you, you just did it. I didn't know we had a spoiler warning on that. We yeah. all knew Doctor Who. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> well, we might have new viewers or listeners. Well, then they might be well, new. That's her thing. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Move along. Anyway, my um my favorite, and it's a bit of a contentious choice, but my favorite companion is Donna. Oh. Absolutely, that's Donna. Unfortunate. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. She's my absolute least favorite. No, she is. Hmm. Uh, there's something. Ab- there's. I don't know if it's just Catherine Tate, um, but there's something that I absolutely love about the energy that Ten and Donna had with one another. I think it's uh, to me Amy and Rory. Amy and Rory as a pair come very, 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 very close second. Um, but there's just something about the interaction they had with each other, and they had this very different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was because. It was one of, and and I guess Bill had this too, but it was one of the few companions where there was never any other tension between them. Mm-hmm. For example, I really don't like Rose, and part of it is the weird, will they, won't they, weird romance that right. I never dug. Um, <laughs> but no, Donna's my number one. I love her. Okay, who's your least favorite? Rose with clara right above her oh wow yeah i never i really wanted to like clara but i never i never she's in my top three she never sunk with me the impossible girl i love her i know i think it's to me the storyline felt too forced with her i like the storyline but it never it it, again it just seemed like they were trying to push it they were trying to do too much with it Mm -hmm. and so it never really sunk with me gotcha what about you evan uh i had to say pond was my favorite yeah yeah 
just like, like from from that first from that first episode when he saw her, you know, the little girl, and then fish fingers and yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. That that got me hooked right up until you know, just that that whole line was was great what they did, and you know, when they added Rory to it, kind of it added a new dynamic mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it wasn't just the the Doctor and Pawn show. It was now Rory's a part of it, you know, and he wasn't you know third wheel at first, and then yeah, now he became part Centurion. of the, part of the <laughs> the Centurion, oh, the great Centurion. Mm-hmm. but. <laughs> um, and I, I have to agree with you for Rose is probably my was probably my least favorite. Yeah, because I didn't get mm. to see all the companions, but from the ones I did see across across mm-hmm. the line, she you know you know Claire was Claire was fine, mm-hmm. um, Donna was fine, you know just Rose was the one that that really kind of stuck out because that she was my first introduction to right. that yeah. that world, and I was fine with the Doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just like it just didn't seem like it. It didn't gel. Just, no, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. So and if that's mine. You know, I'm going to go back a little bit. If if you're if you listen this far and you don't watch Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since we did call this a primer, right? Um, just a quick little backstory on the Doctor. The Doctor is a uh, an alien from a planet called Gallifrey. Um, he's a Time Lord. Uh, he now has a time ship. Lady. Yeah, he has a ship <laughs> called the TARDIS, which is uh, uh, supposed to be able to change shapes. Uh, it's stuck in the form of an old police box from London. He never uh, got the chameleon circuit fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called the TARDIS, which stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Um, he has two hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, A big old brain. And, a, and an affinity for Earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has Funny how that <laughs> is, right? <laughs> yeah. He has the ability to travel <laughs> anywhere and anytime in space, in space and uh-huh. really likes 20th and 21st century <laughs> Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, He's been back then. 19th century yeah. a couple times. Yeah. yeah. He travels his around. Favorite time. But he always comes now. back. Yeah. Yeah. His favorite year is whatever year it is when the TV shows are airing. <laughs> <laughs> and every few years uh, we get a new actor in the lead role uh, to uh, keep it fresh. But it's cool how they do that. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like when you're the doctor a new dies, Batman. he regenerates and it's a very cool yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't watched and maybe you've been interested and that's why you've listened this far, mm-hmm. um, this is a great time to get in because, like we said, this is a reboot essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a new showrunner. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Do you? Nope. It's, isn't it Chris something? Yeah, it's Chris. Chibnall? How long have you known me? You asked me to pronounce someone's name. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Chibnall. Forgot Grace isn't here. (laughs) Grace is not here (laughs) to pronounce all the words for me. I'm assuming it's Chibnall. It's C-H-I-B-N-A-L-L. He was uh, an assistant and uh, writer um, previously under, uh, not Moffat, but the guy before. Russell T. Davies. Yeah, Russell T. Davies. He's not a newbie to who. Right. So... Um, and then he went on to do Torchwood. Uh, <laughs> I love Torchwood. Uh, which I heard is it's a great series. A, a spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. So he's d- definitely entrenched in the Whoverse. Yes. Um, good. So good. Uh, but but now you know he's taking the lead, and uh, we're gonna get to see yeah. what he's gonna do with this. Yeah, should be in good hands. Yeah. So uh, let's see anything else. I just, I just, you know, the big elephant in the room mm-hmm. um, in terms of this new. Uh, season of Doctor Who is, you know, this is the first time that at least we have seen the Doctor is a woman. Yeah. And, you know, again, I don't know how the casting process the past couple times have worked, um, but this really is one of the very, 
there's a there are characters that have this quality to it, but this is truly, I think, one of the biggest characters where there are no like there's no box that this character has to look like. Right. This there's isn't no James Bond. gender. No, mm-hmm. no. To be to be fair, I'm I don't get me started. I'd be fine if James Bond is a woman. That's a whole other story. Um, I doesn't have to be a man or mm-hmm. a woman or white or black or Hispanic or anywhere or human. I mean, not right. human, but like there's nothing. <laughs> it can be a dog. Well, they don't. They don't have to look. <laughs> that's human. what I mean. That's yeah. Exactly. It, right. So it's. So I personally would like to think that, and I know there was talks when um, Capaldi was cast of, is the next Doctor going to be a woman? And I don't know, the story may be out there, of Mm -hmm. how Capaldi was cast. But I would like to think that the past couple times, they truly have cast open the net, and Capaldi brought that the vibe that they wanted for that Doctor. Like like I was saying, it made sense story-wise to have somebody that could pull off that anger yes. and those eyebrows yes you know and you know <laughs> if and i would like if there was a woman who came in that could have pulled that off with giant eyebrows sure then they, <laughs> they would have cast her that that uh whitaker happened to come in with the exact quality they wanted mm-hmm. and that this you know they may have gone in going oh this time we want a woman but I, this is one of those cases one of those roles and i'm like whoever brings in that quality mm-hmm. regard their age you know, regardless of who they are, just can rock it out of the park. Yeah. And so far, all we know really about the companions, we've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say just two male and one female, right? Yeah. It looks like they don't know each other beforehand. Is no, it looks, like no- looks like they're normal people this time. Normal yeah. people. And hopefully they just leave it like that. They're not yes. some like, oh, well, you're this mysterious person yeah. who's the key to unlocking the secrets of the universe. That we found right. you in not just like Joe Schmo off the street. You know, and I mean that'll be interesting enough. I think go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, I uh, on the uh, website here they do have the names listed as Grandma Brian, Yasmin Khan, and Ryan Sinclair. And I think one of them's married. I saw because I think the their spouse is going to oh, be, be yeah, is going to be like in a couple episodes. I saw somewhere. Okay, right on. It's a very diverse cast we have on this one, so that's new. And I wanted to ask, do you think that, and we were just talking about how uh, the Doctor being a woman this time, do you think it's the right time or it's finally time? Like, it's the the right time in, in, you know, in our history to have... You know, a, a female Doctor in in such an iconic role, or do you think that they could have done that a little bit earlier? Do you think, you know, 10 or 11 could have been a female I think and then go back yeah no I think for sure um I say 11 simply because I cannot imagine anyone besides Tenet playing 10 because he's my <laughs> he's my doctor um but no I think that I definitely think that you could have had a woman come much sooner than this which is why knowing this show and sort of knowing especially the creators of the show um that it's simply been so far the people who have come in who have brought the specific character that they were looking for right um but yeah no i think i think they could have had a woman long ago they could have but i think we've had great luck with the casting so far the casting has been great i was just kind of curious to see if if that's something that they had even pursued Mm -hmm. you know even to the point where like maybe they put out a casting call and just maybe got the vibe be like you know what it's 2004 Maybe the public isn't ready for this yet, and then now we got and, and kind of same thing with 
you know, going on with Ruby Rose. Would we have that kind of a backlash right. for that yeah. type of character at, at that time period? You know, be ten years ago. So yeah. ten years ago, casting a, a female doctor, would we have that kind of backlash like we're getting now with, you know, something like that? And I, I still think we're way more progressive than, you know, yeah, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier. It's like this shouldn't be an issue today. You know, it's still a big deal for yes. the character, but again, well, and when the socially cast, it shouldn't be. When the issue. casting was announced, there was some backlash. There were some, you know, sure, fanboys out there that, that were like, "I'm always going to be haters." Yes. No, I think that this is. I think if you ever had a character in literature history that you mm-hmm. could cast the opposite gender that is traditionally played in. Um, I think this is one of the ones that you would have been successful in 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, simply because of the mechanism that they've put in place so long ago. Mm-hmm. I think th- I think there there may have been more backlash than they're getting now, but I don't think it would have harmed the series in any way, and I think people would have accepted it after the first episode and, yeah. and moved on. Well, and in the last few regenerations, people have been saying, oh, is it going to be Idris Elba? <sighs> you know, is it... Why does Idris Elba have to be the name that comes up for everything? <laughs> because <laughs> it's Idris Elba. Well, he can because, play the doctor. Well, remember remember yeah. the big issue that we t- and we even talked about on the show when they were talking about making James Bond black. And right. Idris Elba was He's come, the name. He, he was again. the name to come up. He I was again. like, yes, let's do it. Right. But you but know, they didn't. You know, apparently we're not progressive enough for that. <laughs> well, he is. There's been a lot of rumors the past week or two about Idris Elba in terms of, yeah. of Bond again. Good. A lot Good. of it. And I'm like, you can cast him as Bond, and then you can cast him as the next Doctor, and then you can cast him as anything. anything. Here's the thing. He's too big a star now to be the Doctor. The Doctor, it's typically actors yeah. that are either ascending yeah. or established TV personalities. Idris Elba has done TV. He did Luther. Mm-hmm. He did The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's now a movie star. Yes. You don't typically get a movie star. That's true. To come and do a BBC show, especially with the filming schedule that this show has. Yes. It's very taxing. That's why Capaldi wanted out when he wanted out because he couldn't handle the schedule anymore. I. That's fair. I could. I can picture a world where this. I can picture a world where, whether it's Idris Elba or not, where a major star who grew up in the UK, mm-hmm. who grew up a huge fan of Doctor Who, and they go, give us a year of you as the Doctor, mm-hmm. and they would sign on. I can see them, and it's not. it may not be a continuing thing. It'd be like one series, and they're just... They're just a fan of Doctor Who, and they're in the place in the career where they can make that choice if they want to. I mean, yeah, I could see it happening. I don't see it happening with Idris Elba. Maybe not. The, He's nah. too hot a star yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Bond makes sense. Yes. You know, a movie franchise yep. for Idris Elba makes sense. Yes. A, tel- a television series on BBC... No, he's not going back to Luther. You know what I mean? Mm. And if he was going back to BBC, it would be to do more Luther. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not going to gonna take that step back I mean, in his was, career. Now that makes me think about like what kind of big movie stars have, have gone back to television. So you say like, so like a show like Law & Order mm-hmm. has yeah. a lot of celebrity appearances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure. And would somebody... You know, let's say Tom Cruise, for example, huge movie star. Would mm-hmm. he do a bit part or even a recurring role in Law and Order? 
I don't think there's any way he would. No, probably not. No. Unless yeah. he was just like, I'm done making crazy movies and almost killing myself and dying in every right. single one. And You're I more likely to, to see that with the comedic actor. Yeah. You know, with that. a Will Ferrell going and doing a season of The Office, you know. Oh, that'd be funny. He yeah, did. that would be. No, he did. But I think there's, I think there's <laughs> Never also. Never saw it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, there's a difference between, you know, this isn't Law and Order. Like, this, to me, Doctor Who is an extremely unique show in culture. Oh, it is. Um, I, it's, to me, it's sort of the same as, as almost a trek. You have people who were brought up so much in this that this is a core piece of their childhood and a core piece of their mm-hmm. thing. No one grew up watching, okay, some people may have, grew up watching <laughs> Law and Order and like that's one of the things that is a cornerstone of their childhood. Mm. Um, you know, so I don't think you could, I don't think you'd get a big star for Law and Order or for some of these other shows if you had a Doctor Who, you know, Patrick Stewart's coming back to do Star Trek. I was just I was just about to use like yeah. Star Trek as Star Trek would be a great example for that. Yeah. So what large you know movie stars already had a successful career and then came on as a recurring role in a serial like Star Trek, any of them, Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart, right? He but, but wasn't Pat- a big he wasn't a big movie star before he did Star Trek. He had done movies. He yeah. had done theater. He had After done the, television. He did theater and television like before right yeah. through Star Trek. It was more or less Star Trek, and then afterwards, then you went on to and movie then, roles. But he's right, coming back now for TV, right? Sure. But, but again, but he wasn't—he wasn't the star of those movies. He, he yeah. was a good part. He had a big part. Absolutely, in a lot of those movies. but but primarily, what we're talking about is his run as Professor Xavier in the X Men films. Correct. Yes. Okay, and and Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. And Logan, whatever. But <laughs> again, those are ensemble pieces where he is not the flagpole star of this film. No, like true. very true. Like, like Idris Elba <laughs> in uh, Dark Tower yeah. or mm-hmm. The Mountain Between Us. Yes, you know he's done these big flagpole films where this is a star. Yeah, I don't see a star doing this. I don't see Chris Helmsworth coming to do Law and Order. You know what I mean? Mm. No, I mean, but you have, I mean, look at... Or Robert Downey, for that matter. Yeah. Exactly. You know, any of those, take um, any of the Avengers that were hired to Chris Evans. Is Chris Evans going to go do it? Uh, uh, <laughs> what's her face who stars in Handmaid's Tale? You know, Handmaid's Tale is a TV show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think, you know, you may not get a Tom Hiddleston to come back and do Doctor Who. <laughs> no. Exactly. But oh, great I, idea, though. It would be amazing. It would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that this is a this is a TV show that a that a actor who maybe a B minus a or or A minus B plus actor, mm-hmm. you know, would come back and do for a year that sure. they can get a name in there. Um, because I think this is a very this is not just another TV show for a lot of people, and a lot of people grew up with it. Yeah. Oh no, so. it's 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 a big deal for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, we definitely cover some good points yeah, about like this... having like a big. I didn't really even think about that until now. Like, yeah, there really isn't. Like, the doctors were yeah. never played by big name actors that had already had well established, you know, international careers. International yes. careers, exactly. Like Capaldi yeah. had a huge career in Britain. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. he is a well known actor mm-hmm. from several series on BBC and, and Sky One and all these yeah. other, uh, you know, networks out out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't step onto the international stage, really, until no. Doctor Who. No, yeah. And Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. is th- going through the same thing. Yeah. She had Broadchurch 
and now she's got this, and this is going to launch her career into another stratosphere, just like yes. Ruby Rose's career is going to yeah. go into a new stratosphere. Or Eccleston, or Tennant, yeah. yeah, any of those. They all did their movies. I believe they all did their movies after yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. Eccleston went on to do Gone in sixty seconds. He did GI Joe. I'm sure he's done the Star Trek. Trek. He did Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, and Tennant I, did, did Harry Potter. So and, uh, exactly. And Matt Smith was in the Terminator. <laughs> I saw. I watched Terminator. And I was like, "Is that?" Yeah. Um, no, and I think spe- they. I think specifically in their casting, they don't want to go that way, and they mm-hmm. don't want to bring those names in. I'm just saying they could if they would. They could if they wanted to. I'm sure there are specific people that would say, "You know what? I'll do it." Um, I'll take a year off. I just don't think you're going to get somebody who's in the prime of their career, you know, in those. It's a million dollar, uh, you know, twenty million dollar movie uh, moment. <laughs> I think it depends on how big of a Doctor Who fan they are. Very true. There yeah. might be, there might be a handful out there. Yeah, yeah I be. think, I think, but I don't think it's Idris Elba. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Idris Elba. Shamefully, shamefully, <laughs> that we know of. All right, so those are our thoughts on the upcoming season of Doctor Who. Let us know in the comments what you think. Um, all right, let's move on to our B roll here. Good stuff. We're going back to space, but this is real space. Real space. <laughs> this isn't Space Force. <laughs> With the Space Force. Uh, this is some NASA news, right? Yes. Actual NASA, not SpaceX. Now, uh, NASA still does things, guys. That's right. A couple months <laughs> back, uh, you might recall we had our buddy Dustin on the show mm-hmm. um, talking about some spacey stuff. And one of the things that he talked about was his involvement in the uh, Parker solar probe program that was a really good episode actually yeah i actually learned a lot i'm a big space nerd and (laughs) i was like holy crap so he was helping us to kind of preview this Mm -hmm. and uh it's now it's underway it's launched i'm super excited well now i'll be honest (laughs) right i missed an episode so probably a lot of what i say he's probably already said that's okay Uh, it's been a while and we all have short memories (laughs) goldfish um this we drink a lot is the like most adorable little space probe that could ever um, I think it's going to be so cool. It's going to become the fastest man-made thing ever for a short bit of time mm-hmm. when it, because it's doing so this thing isn't going to reach the sun and for like till 2024 or something, it's going to do a whole bunch of orbit slingshotting itself around the sun and Venus mm-hmm. and just making these little eclipses and circling itself closer. And because gravity's fun, you can slingshot yourself and you go really fast for a bit. Mm-hmm. At some point, this thing is going to be traveling 200 kilometers or 120 miles a second. Are they going to go back quick. in time? That's yes. Because we need go to go back down. Well, no, it's, there's going to be giant. Heads it would have to go the other the way original. around the sun. Oh, that's right. He's got to go yeah. back. I forgot. <laughs> I got I gotta, the details because you got to go back in time, save the yeah. whales, and uh-huh. then you got to come back. Yeah. Okay, um, I got gotcha. you. You're going to get giant, weird heads of the whole crew, or go through a solar flare if you're Stargate. Yes. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is this thing is going to help us pre- like predict those solar flares so that we can right. go back in time. But um, we just have to figure out the wormhole part. Yes, 120 <laughs> miles a second is basically going from Orlando to uh, Jacksonville. In a second. In a second. That wow. takes like two and a half hours yeah. in a car. It's going to be the, this because there's going to be eight minutes. 
so there's there's eight minutes from when light leaves the sun till it reaches Earth, right. and because it's going to be so close to the sun, and you know, shit can go wrong that close to the sun. This thing is the most autonomous spacecraft that they've made. Basically, this can do all sorts of corrections and everything for itself. And my favorite part is because it's going to get. When I say close to the sun, I mean relatively close to the sun. I think its closest approach is uh, 3.85 million miles, which is like over eight times the radius of the sun away from the sun. It's distance. Mm -hmm. But it's still inside the corona. And there's this little shield on one side of it. Mm-hmm. This thing is. I need this here in Florida. Right, I'm, gonna the, I'm gonna put the picture back the up here. The pasty, so like white girl that I am. This thing is only like four inches thick. It can be close to three thousand degrees Fahrenheit on one side of it, and on the other side, it'll be room temperature. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I want it. Can we coat my car in that? I just want to coat <laughs> all my clothes in it. <laughs> I just want to make you know the. Uh, the tent, like window tent, or like uh-huh. the uh, the car sun visor yes, you put in your windshield. Exactly. Basically, the, the, the air gets hotter <laughs> when you put it on there. As For you, our non-Florida <laughs> listeners, it's hot. It, it'd oh be hot God. down here. I'm melting on a daily basis. <laughs> um, but this thing is really cool. It's just going to dive into the corona and literally scoop up like sun wind and analyze it and help us because... Um, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes the sun like spews wind and spews little explosions into space. And if the right one of those is powerful enough that hits us, uh, we rely on technology for everything. And it's basically just a giant EMP hitting Earth. Mm-hmm. So this is going to help us prevent, like, predict and make hey, sure next, we don't get what's hit. What's an EMP? That. Oh, it's electromagnetic pulse. Uh, it's See, I'm being host and co-host. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, and we'll know. And normally, let's say, for example, if something happens, it'll take eight minutes. Eight minutes. For which, us to even know about right. it. Right. Which, at that point, it will be hitting us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, uh, this thing, one of the elements that even um, satellites and international space stations and we don't have shuttles anymore in in the, in orbit have to deal with is you know s- solar radiation and these solar flares that mm-hmm. our atmosphere protects us from mm-hmm. but it doesn't protect things that are outside our atmosphere um but if something strong enough comes at us it's gonna break through our our atmosphere so he's gonna be he's up there he's gonna be doing a whole bunch of research scanning things scooping up some wind doing all these analysis um, and yeah, he's, I think he's going to reach there in December, 2024. And it's like 27th or 28th orbit. It's going to take that long, um, to swing in close, but it's going to be really cool. Also, the launch was stunning. Oh yeah. <laughs> to get to see that. It's, and that was, you said it was today, right? It was Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay. Um, and it's not SpaceX. They don't have a thousand cool, um, extra cameras on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did look like the rocket exploded and then a glorious rocket came out of the explosion because the Delta four heavy um, rocket that they launched things off is essentially the most powerful rocket since the Saturn V that launched Apollo. Like this thing is insane. Yeah, it looks very different than a, a shuttle launch. Yes, it literally. I literally for a second went, did it explode? Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan and I grew up here in Central Florida and have uh, seen many a, a shuttle launch. Many a shuttle launches. Uh, yes. We can see them from pretty much anywhere in Central Florida. You mm-hmm. just look over to the east a little bit and up, yeah. and you're going to see uh, the oh, yeah. launches happen. Um, so 
this did, one was very different. Yeah, and I did not grow up here, so I will say that I watched the final shuttle launch uh, on TV. Um, I was in tears crying um, because it meant I didn't get to see anymore because the one chance I got to possibly see one, Woodpeckers got to it in the mid to late 90s, <laughs> and I now hate Woodpeckers for you know their very soul and existence. <laughs> um, and when, uh, when, when the um, Falcon Heavy went up for the first time, I watched it from work, and people were laughing because I was in tears that that went up successfully, like literal tears. Aww. I don't get emotional over anything. No. She's a robot. I I am She's a, a robot. I have no emotions. I do not cry over things. When I saw the Falcon Heavy takeoff, I was in tears. Aw. Um, but that yeah, was a, that was like awesome launch. Though. I beautiful. loved what they did with all the cameras, and of yes. course, the Tesla Roadster I know. Yeah. being. I hope it reaches Mars. I really, I, do, I really do. I Even if it smashes into the planet, I just <laughs> hope it gets there. Orbit. It's gonna go in orbit. We'll see. The one thing that the was, bumper might fall off. Though. It's true. The one thing back in the day of the uh, shuttle program that was not so fun being a Central Florida resident was it that sonic boom? Yeah, the sonic boom <laughs> was when oh, they would come was awesome. back when they would land at like three o'clock in the morning. That. They would come over your house and you'd hear the loudest boom, boom. Mm -hmm. So there was, there has been a couple sonic booms since I've moved down here. Oh yeah. And the first time I heard one, it woke me up and I was like, "Why is there a garbage truck outside?" <laughs> like it <laughs> I and I because I heard it in my dream first, I thought it was elephants dancing on the roof. This is how my dreams work, guys. There was elephants <laughs> on the roof. Really, it was a sonic boom from NASA. <laughs> okay. Yay, Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> she watched um, Dumbo too many times <laughs> that night. <laughs> but yeah, I am super excited. We're going to start getting some readings from this later this year as it does its first flyby of Venus. It's not really going to do much sort of investigating of Venus or anything, but um, the real action is going to go start in a couple of years as it gets closer to the sun. I don't think it's going to dive bomb the sun like some things have dive bombed other planets, but mm -hmm. it's going to be cool. We haven't been by Venus. If I'm, I'm trying to remember like all the different probes that we've sent out back in the day. Like we haven't really gone by Venus recently we've with like high... Like high res, like images and stuff like. At least no. I haven't heard of it. Well, I'll be honest. You can fly by Venus. There's nothing really to look at at Venus. Is the problem because the clouds are so thick and so right. heavy. It's it's not even interesting as flying by like Jupiter. It's like flying back Neptune. There's just clouds. Right. So right. I would like to dive bomb into, and there yeah, have been a couple exactly. things that have sort of gone into the atmosphere, but nothing. I, I think, if I remember correctly, the, and I could be completely wrong, but I think the clouds and everything on Venus are so thick and so heavy that they can't really get a transmission out yet. Yeah, and I think they're like sulfuric it. acid yeah, winds and all that stuff. It's like it's a really. But I was like, okay, it's it's 2018. I think we have the technology now to do something. I mean, because they were doing these crazy pictures from like the 60s. Technology is not the problem. Remember all that money that they want to give to Space Force? Oh, that's right, the Space Force. Yeah, we need to give that money to NASA because technology I, is not the problem in right, this case. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole. Money's not the problem. There's a <laughs> technology's whole not the problem. Sorry. <laughs> it's um, certain people in office. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a space that the Weber uh, the the sorry the James Webb Space Telescope has been meant to go up. <laughs> I'm thinking like right for like ever <laughs> the grills in space like Weber. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Webb James Webb <laughs> Telescope. Um, just guys, give now some more money. They they doing cool things and need money. I'm just thinking my brain is going to the meme of bridesmaids, and it's just just her up front going, "Help me, I'm poor." <laughs> I think they saw too many. Uh, they watched Moonraker too many times. Oh, They're like, I "Oh, we can get lasers in space, and we can battle space shuttles and all." I love. That's Moonraker. how I think they sound. 
don't know. This probably is. I don't know what they. He doesn't let. Like. He doesn't like Pence talk, so I don't. I don't know what he sounds. I don't even know what he sounds like. He could have his like. His wife doesn't. Well, Pence's wife doesn't let him talk either. But no. that's a different that's subject. A whole other story. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for uh, our B-roll today. I think uh, we we're gonna get into our uh, our uh, last little three segments here. Okay. So, uh, first up, we got Liz's mom. Oh. Uh, she uh, has a question for you, Ivan. Oh. How do you make a hot dog stand? Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Take away its chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, my God. Uh, oh, hey. Twenty dollars a month hey, on I, uh, I, I usually on Patreon. I love her. I love. I love their jokes. I really do. So yeah, patreoncom slash for geeks sake. Don't forget that's time. where you can go to support the show if you would uh, like to help us out with uh, maybe upgrading some equipment around here or uh, just keeping the lights on. Uh, <laughs> go to patreoncom slash for geeks sake. Uh, that's two S's in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we've got our book review. Uh, Care of J. Elmo and the McMurder McMystery McShane McMur- McShane McMurder <laughs> McNuggets mini mystery series so mini McNugget um, murder mystery. Al is still <laughs> waiting on book seven, I believe. <laughs> Get to um, it. Well, she'll beat uh, R.R. Martin. So yeah, I, I don't think we've done this one yet. And uh, James Webb Telescope will beat James R.R. <laughs> R. Martin. <laughs> George. 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 Whatever. I'm so. <laughs> Names are gone for me right now. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the uh, uh, for for our book uh, recommendation this this week. I'm going to go with American Gods by Neil Gaiman. If oh, you watch, good choice. I wish I would have saw the, the series, but I've heard nothing but good things about the it. The series is fantastic. So far, they've only done season one, which is like less than a quarter of the way through the book. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And like, my wife has watched the series. She hasn't read the book yet, mm-hmm. and she's like. I don't know how there could be anything left. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, where's it going to go from here? I can't. I can't imagine what's going to happen Just next. Wait. And and it's it's really fantastic. Neil Gaiman is amazing in everything he does. Um, it's a, a great novel. The concept is basically um, when people come to America, they bring their gods with them. Mm-hmm. Um, have either of you have any experience with, have with American Gods? I have attempted to start to read American Gods many times, and mm-hmm. it is not for a fault of the quality of the book. It is a fault of m- me reading Gaiman. Oh, really? I, c- I can't. And I'm a huge reader. I love reading. There's something about Gaiman that I can't You should try it in audiobook form. I have. Oh. Yeah, and I, it really sucks because I've tried to read it, I think, six times I've started it. Wow. Yeah. I'm so want to get New through game. it. I've, is, I've is read it once. New game of like with uh, Sandman and Coraline and okay, yeah. I was thinking somebody else. Yeah. Um. He also has a, a Norse gods book that's fantastic. That I had did love. Yeah. Mainly probably because there's Norse gods. Well, there's a lot of Norse gods in America. I know. I trust that. me. I've tried. <laughs> but uh, the 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 book follows a character called uh, Shadow Moon, who is kind of your. Uh, introduction into the world uh, as he is being pursued by the new gods and the old gods. So as, uh, hmm. say, the Vikings landed in, in the new world, they hmm. brought Odin with them and Loki and characters like that. And then um, you've got the new gods, which are like technology and media 
and uh, it's the war between the new and old gods. Gotcha. And they actually like personify exactly. these gods. Mm-hmm. It's not just metaphorical gods. No, right. It's like they like, actually yeah. Okay. Like in, in the style. in the TV series, oh, okay. Media um, shows herself as Marilyn Monroe, Lucy, oh cool, and David Bowie. Wow. And Judy Garland at different yeah. points. Neat. Yeah. So uh, that's that's our uh, book review brought to you by J. Elmo. Make sure that you go check out all of her stuff. We've got links all over the place, so <laughs> go check her out. Yeah, good books. Um, good I always liked her stuff. Yeah. All right. And then last but not least, courtesy of Mr. T, Travis, we have our celebrity death match. <laughs> so, uh, Nix, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, do you remember the claymation oh. Oh, celebrity deathmatch from celebrity. a TV back in the day? Oh, I remember. Well, Let's get it on. So oh, yes. here's here's what we do. I'm going to give us uh, <laughs> a matchup provided to us by Mr. T here, and uh, we are going to discuss who we think would win in a celebrity deathmatch between these two characters. Okay, let's go. So, uh, you know what? Uh, with this this crowd, I think this one will work pretty well. We're going to go with the captain's bout. Oh, okay. Oh boy. So this is a this is going to be like a um, uh, a battle royale. Okay. Okay. So we have James T. Kirk, Benjamin Sisko, Jonathan Archer, <sighs> Jean Luc Picard, and John uh, Janeway will be the referee. Oh yeah, because she's going to take out all the guys either way. Right. So it's not even a competition to put <laughs> her. She's in the there. one that would just pull the gun and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phaser. Um, no, 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 no. She would just pull a gun. It's true. Okay. So she's classy. She is. Here's my thing. Yeah. Picard's a badass. We all know this. Yes. Yes. Right. But he's not. Really he's not good. quite he's, the physical a, specimen. No. no if this was like in an intellectual like conversation, like Game a over. debate, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. he can he can do that. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm gonna say it's not gonna be him. No. I, I, I got to go with Kirk. When you're looking for somebody to punch somebody in the mm-hmm. face of the captains, I'm going with Kirk. Oh, no. no which Kirk? Which Kirk are we doing? Are we doing original series Kirk, or are we going to do, like, movie Kirk? I would Kirk? say everyone We're, at their height. Everyone at their height. To be fair. I'm okay. going to go with okay. TV, TV original originals for all of these. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, the, not the JJ-verse. 100. No, no, no. I'm oh, saying, like, yeah. the movies, like, his movies, the six, the original six movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not geriatric. <laughs> Not Generations Kirk. <laughs> no, no, not Generations Kirk. <laughs> for for like me, Wrath of Khan yeah. Kirk. Yeah, yeah. There you go. For, for me, there is uh, there's no question here. It is Mr. Benjamin Sisko. Can I personally can take out bar none anyone? Yes, I like think Cisco, parking Cisco Listen, all the way. I'm with else, you on this. Except for <laughs> by sheer strength, mm-hmm. a b like if I remember correctly, he was a boxer and a baseball player. Yeah. Like, it's Cisco, 100% all the way. Now, I do think, I, I think Archer and Kirk would be tight. And I love Archer, but I do think Kirk would just barely beat out Archer. But You Cisco, know, on second thought, I think Kirk might end mm. up just hitting on Janeway the whole time. He would. Yes. You know? And then I Janeway so. would just so, punch him in the face. Probably. So, or yeah. shoot him in the knee, you <laughs> yeah. know, break his hip. Yeah. So then you're, you're really... Just with be- one finger takes him down. You're really between Archer and Cisco at that point. So it's, yeah, I'll go with you on Cisco. Yeah, so yeah. we are 100%. all in agreement that it is Cisco as the winner of that celebrity death match. <laughs> if you feel like we got it wrong, let us know in the comments. <laughs> Don't forget, give us a like and a subscribe. And you know what you can do that's even better? Smash you, that bell. You can smash that bell, but you can also on <laughs> iTunes go on iTunes, subscribe, 
Yes. I'll unsubscribe <laughs> and resubscribe. That's a little way to game the system here. All right. Hint, hint, no change. Yeah. Help us out with that, folks. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I think that's about it. Anybody else? Oh, wait. We've got to do shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. So, Nixie. Yeah. What do you got to plug? I have... Tell well, us about have, your stuff. I have one obvious one, and I have one mm-hmm. not as obvious one. First of all, uh, I co-host this great little podcast called There's No Place Like Terra, a what? Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> um, it is me and my good friend Grace. Uh, we are going through, we have just started season seven. We've been doing this for three years now. Season I seven. I know. Of wow. Stargate. Really? Yes. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and she, we're literally yeah. about to hit three years i think at the end of this month um but she's the fun thing about our podcast is she is completely not spoiled right 100 percent not spoiled to the point of when i show her youtube clips there's times where i'm like you can't look at the screen and i turn it so, off at a certain point some might say that <laughs> nixie is a super fan and grace is pretty new uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> we have a really cool theme song too yeah. um and yeah so we we have so much fun we break down we go off on some of the most ridiculous tangents that you've ever conceived of in your life it is a very (laughs) i I will say it is as i'm not a stargate uh fan per se but uh for their for your other like you know movie reviews and things like that it's a very enjoyable podcast to listen to i I have an absolute blast just listening to it it keeps me in stitches yeah so we try and, and you guys have a Patreon too, don't we you? We do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash this no place like Tara. There you go. Um, and then my not as my, my more hidden one, it's not really hidden, but I knit a lot. I oh, l- you don't just knit. I and spin and dye, and I have promised. She makes her own yarn, people. I make my Oh, no, own I follow yarn. her on Instagram. I have promised my fiance I will never own a sheep. However, I said <laughs> nothing about an alpaca. <laughs> I prefer llamas. Uh, you almost had Soko and Dr. Pepper all over you. Um, and so I have an Instagram. I call it my Nitstagram. Uh, <laughs> it's Infinite Nix. Infinite Nix, yep. yep. Uh, N-I-X is Nix. Um, and that's basically, it's a whole bunch of knitting and then some spinning and then some really cute uh, corgi pictures mixed in there. Yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> my Thorgi. Um, Your Thorgy. My, yeah. my Thorgy named Kaylee Thor. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I just like showing off all the things I make and can't wear because I live in Florida. That is shameful. Yeah, it is. I've been doing. You a lot do make all these like really cool stuff, and yes, it is god awful hot. I have ninety percent of the time. <laughs> I have knit a couple things in linen. I'm getting more used to linen. I'm Ooh. also lin- knitting a shirt right now. It's going to take me forever uh, in lace weight yarn. So it's like really, really super, super thin mm-hmm. yarn. So hopefully I can wear that for maybe half the year. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. As long as it doesn't rain. I do a lot of shells. Oh, I can wear shells. Shells. Yeah. Just, That'll work. Yeah. But that's my thing. You know, go to the movies. You got to bring a shawl. It's always cold. Actually, the, I actually like going to the theaters that have the recliner seats. Yeah. Because like I it. Well, <laughs> it's because I always have a project that I can knit blind. So I knit the entire time I'm watching movies. No kidding. I do because I always have a project that I don't have to look at or pay attention to that I'm just going back and forth in basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll see where the marker is and so I'll know what I have to do with that marker. And so yeah, at this point I don't can't I can't sit at a movie and not do something. So I always to the fact that we saw what did we see? We saw a movie just recently. <laughs> it was 
uh, the speaking of Tom Cruise, the Mission Impossible, uh-huh. and I was at Grace's house, my co-host, and we decided to go to the movies. But the problem is, is I didn't have my knitting that I couldn't ha- pay attention to. So she's like, "Just a second. and she pulled out the emergency knitting I keep at her house. <laughs> I was say you get out of Mission Impossible, and you like you wind up you're like, "Did you have those socks when you went in? Like, where did those come from? You come out with the, you have a big old like scarf uh-huh. on, yeah, like, yeah. But you weren't wearing that no, when you came I wasn't. in, no." Nope. No, no, I just made that. You know, I it's a great movie. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. I keep emergency knitting at my friend's house. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Ivan, what have you got for us? Uh, I think uh, for my automotive viewers, I know I usually plug my dealership, yeah. but uh, I think today I'm going to plug the Humble Mechanic podcast. Ooh. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. He's a former VW tech, and he's got his own thing going. He does a lot of great things, answers a lot of viewer questions. So if you guys have like automotive questions, doesn't have to be you know German or anything like mm-hmm. that, just general automotive. He's a, he, he does a lot of those like on, on, uh, on his podcast. He has YouTube channel and all that good stuff so Duh. definitely want to plug him because he's a great great listen to him great guy so excellent yeah well, different. as <laughs> always i'm gonna give a plug to uh, epic events orlando.com for all no. your dj service needs <laughs> is that new yeah um that's all i've got for this week I, I didn't have time to look up any other things to i mean to plug, i like so. that so much i signed up for it that's right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so well i think that's gonna do it for us sweet so, for Nick's <laughs> answer, Ivan Waisaki, this is Dan saying, there's no citrus in this, is there? 